0: funded by viewers like you. Support our independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative. want to play some of raskin's uh ending piece there i thought it was so moving and 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 you did too nina do you want to tell us a little bit about the setup to it he was basically um at he took his two adult children with him to the to uh to the capital that day
1: he was breaking his voice was breaking when he was describing what happened it was very moving um Mm -hmm. you know he's he relived for people uh the sense of terror of being indoors inside that inside that chamber, and hearing the pounding on the door, he describes it very, um, very vividly. That you know that sound, he would n- he'll never forget the sound of the pounding. And then his children are in the office waiting for him, and they're hiding under the table, yeah. texting him. Um, yeah. And I think you know this. It's also very poignant because his son, one of his his children, recently. Uh, died, committed suicide, I guess, had been fighting depression, and it's just, it's just so sad. And uh, and then he, he breaks up when he's talking about the daughter saying, I, I don't ever want to come back to the Capitol. 24-year-old woman, you know, who should be proud of her
2: father and his position. They went back to that office, Denny's office, off of the House floor. They didn't know that the House had been breached yet, and that an insurrection a riot or a coup had come to Congress. And by the time we learned about it, about what was going on, it was too late. I couldn't get out there to be with them in that office. And all around me, people were calling their wives and their husbands, their loved ones, to say goodbye. Members of Congress in the House, anyway, were removing their congressional pins so they wouldn't be identified by the mob as they tried to escape the violence. Our new chaplain got up and said a prayer for us and we were told to put our gas masks on. And then there was a sound I will never forget. The sound of pounding on the door like a battering ram. The most haunting sound I ever heard and I will never forget it. My chief of staff, Julie Tagan, was with Tabitha and Hank locked and barricaded in that office, the kids hiding under the desk, placing what they thought were their final texts and whispered phone calls to say their goodbyes. They thought they were going to die. My son-in-law had never even been to the Capitol before. And when they were finally rescued over an hour later by Capitol officers, and we were together, I hugged them, and I apologized, and I told my daughter, Tabitha, who's 24, and a brilliant algebra teacher in Teach for America. Now, I told her how sorry I was, and I promised her that it would not be like this again the next time she came back to the Capitol with me. And you know what she said? She said, Dad, I don't want to come back to the Capitol. (laughs) Of all the terrible, brutal things I saw and I heard on that day, and since then, that one hit me the hardest. That and watching someone use an American flagpole, with the flag still on it, to spear and pummel one of our police officers ruthlessly, mercilessly, tortured by a pole with a flag on it that he was defending.
0: It's really an incredible moment there from uh, Representative Raskin. And uh, uh, I want to welcome Lisa Kerr. I hope I'm saying your name correctly. I haven't had a chance to talk to you before. You are. Okay. Not where I am.
3: Does, does everybody know I'm bad at this? Because, you know, I kind of uh, am. But thank you for inviting me. Um, I've been fooling with my camera for like 30 minutes here. But um,
0: You're doing a good job. Just, it's just a little bit, uh, a lot of headroom you've got there above your head. But don't worry about it. Uh, we can fix that as we go along. Um, so did I say your name correctly, though? I don't know if I said did, it correctly. Okay, did. Okay, good. And uh, you're a, an attorney and a social worker. You've uh, written some great stuff for our friend, uh, George, uh, sorry, Greg Oliar's prevail, who's done terrific work with you. Um, we really wanted to get your sense of what you thought of as an attorney, as someone who specializes in constitutional law. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, um, what are you? What were your thoughts today about how things started off for the Democrats uh, as they were presenting their uh, their first presentation there?
3: Well, I was really glad you closed out that last segment segment with Raskin because I thought I thought that he put. What I hope is going to be a, a bookend around the whole proceeding with his argument that all impeachments means all. He went he went straight to that word all in in the clause and he diffused the whole constitutional argument right there. Now there was a lot of more um, nuanced diffusion of that argument, but he he really effectively rhetorically diffused it by saying all means all. It, the Constitution gave the Senate power to try all impeachments. I also like the way he used that term, the January exception. It, mm. It's kind of a bit belittling way to put the, um, the defense argument in a box and say, look, there's not a January exception in the Constitution. Their whole argument amounts to a oh, January exception. Um, for people who are no longer in office, and I thought they encapsulated that threat really well. So um, I did make a few notes here because I, I just slid out of work in time no to um, watch the stuff. I didn't. I was really busy all day. Um,
0: but it was I really interesting. The the January exception that was is that his phrase? Is that something he came up with?
3: I'm sure that the whole team came up with it, but also I think it's a phrase that it's one of those phrases that I think works really well in a trial because as soon as you hear it, you think, oh, I must've thought of that because it makes, it makes just a gut level sense. You feel like you could have thought of it too. And and it's the kind of phrase that rings with you just like all means all. It's the kind of phrase that rings with you when you say, of course there's no January exception. Now I did watch um, all of the, all of the, the democratic speakers i honestly did not watch the defense speakers because as soon as i went through the few clips that i saw the few short clips that i saw i realized that the defense speakers were not intending to make an argument at all what they were trying to do is create an emotional distance kind of um kind of create space to take people away from what the democratic speakers had said and i think that Especially
0: the first speaker did that. The first speaker was definitely designed to to sort of blunt some of what Raskin had been talking about.
3: Yeah. He was there to take a crap on the rug, openly make a fool of himself so that every single other defense speaker after him would be compared to him. Everybody would be listening to them and say, well, at least he's not as bad as the first one. He must be kind of okay. And just to create an emotional distance, because I think that the video, the video coupled with Raskin's closing moments that you replayed there, the video plus that created an emotional sense of how Democrats will be able to approach this in future Senate campaigns. And that's, that's where I think you convince senators. You don't convince them with anything about Trump mm-hmm. because whatever their views are on Trump, either they love him and they're Q with him and they're gonna stay cueing and on forever, That's one group. The second group would be um, we believe that we can win our our states no matter what over any Democrat. So we don't care about the electoral results. But there's a third group. And that's the group that those 14 votes are going to come from if they come. We've got six of them already. And where they're going to come is senators who say, look, have I seen something today, a presentation today, that when it plays in my future Senate campaign, I'm going to lose that campaign. I'm going to lose my seat when people tie me to this guy who's being prosecuted. It's really
0: interesting. It's really interesting that you bring that up because it was a Kennedy today who, who, who shifted his vote. He's the first person to shift his no, vote. No,
3: that uh, wasn't who, and I don't remember who. And um, I apologize. Cassidy, your coat. Cassidy, sorry, Cass, oh, Cassidy, right, Cassidy sorry, I Cassidy, think.
0: Cassidy. He, just, Cassidy, he just got reelected. To Louisiana. Yeah, he just got reelected. So for yeah. him, it's fine. He, he can He's, safe. He, he, he's yeah. safe for another six years. And what you're saying is play into that for everyone during the next election, or everyone who might be in, uh, running into the next election.
3: These are campaign videos and campaign mm. arguments. They are, mm. they are, yes, they are legal arguments, but they're, they're essentially campaign arguments for how much do you want to be tied to this guy? Mm. And I think that that's what they did pretty effectively today. And, you know, they caught one vote today. It's one mm. fish. But they've got a whole nother day to catch more fish, maybe two days. I don't know how long that I think they have 14 hours that they're going to run. And I don't think they can do that all in one day. So probably two more days. Mm -hmm. So what I think they should do based on and what I predict that they probably are planning to do based on what's happened these previous days is that they should set the stage as though they were trying Trump for the crime 18 USC 2383 rebellion or insurrection. They should set the stage as though they were actually trying him. Yes, I know that's a higher burden of proof. They don't have to meet it for impeachment, but these guys are not voting on burden of proof. Any future votes that we Mm -hmm. flip are not gonna be voted on burden of proof. They're gonna be voted on what's gonna happen to me in my next election. And so if you say to them, We have enough evidence here, and we will show not just you, but the American people, enough evidence to show you that Trump is going to jail for what he did. He is very likely going to be convicted for the crime of inciting insurrection. He does not have a First Amendment defense. The Brandenburg case clearly does not not exclude it. He's... He's, what he did was a textbook example of what Brandenburg says is actually, okay, is actually prosecutable despite the First Amendment. So in court, they should play court. They should actually play as though they were trying him for insurrection and say, look, you are going to be tied to a convicted felon for the rest of your electoral career right. if you don't
0: take your vote. That is so interesting. Uh, you haven't met Nina or Don, but there they are next to you on the screen. Uh, oh, I don't know if either of you I enjoyed it. Well, I know
1: you're from from Twitter. <laughs>
0: there you go. Well, oh,
1: I, um, to, I, I I'm office. so glad to hear. I'm so glad to hear uh, someone come on and say that it is possible that the Senate could get that they could drag away uh, another. Uh, what would they need? Eight more senators, I guess. Republicans. Right. Um, I think that. Um, that that's a really good argument and, and you know i i mean from where i sit i'm in mean, upstate new york i'm not washington i'm not on the inside of this anymore um i can't i i don't see how any of these people in two years do not feel like trump is toxic yeah. I, I i don't i know you think that he's down there fulminating and, and planning another insurrection martial law, and so on but i think the vast majority of Americans have had to have breathed a sigh of relief that this is over with. And I'm talking about the centrist Republicans. I'm talking about, you know, his mad mob. They are not the majority at all. And in these districts, you know, where he's been able to whip them up and, 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 uh, and you know, primary people, Uh, I think that he's lost that ability but but then again I don't I mean he's not on Twitter to me he's he's evaporated because I don't I'm not on parlor and I don't I see I get his I get his office of 45 updates in my email queue because I'm a journalist and they're blasting them out but other than that I don't know what he's doing or I don't think that he's um, even going to be um, a factor in two years, because he's going to go broke. He's got the C team or the D team out there. Um, he is, you know, and they're doddering. I mean, we know. Look who, look who his supporters are. I mean, his, his enablers. Who, who's going to enable him? The, don't think, the whole thing just, the whole thing just collapsed into farce and crime and insurrection and blood and dead people in the <laughs> Capitol. How can they possibly attach themselves to that two years from now when he's been gone?
0: When on a state no level people effective. are still doing it on a state level there are people supporting him there the Arizona you know uh, state uh, republican parties censuring the uh, you know Cheney who's the last person you would be censuring uh, they, there's just a lot of uh, on the ground still appeal to what Trump is saying and if it's not per say the the state He's parties themselves are still anymore, are still though. very powerful He's silenced. Well, but the state uh, the systems, the party, parties at the state level are still very much in favor of him, and uh, or whatever they think he stands for. Um, and so, I think that's still going to grow. I still think we're still, still going to see uh, that groundswell continuing to to be you know thirty to 40 percent of the of the of I the don't electorate. think
1: it, I, I disagree. I'll bet you that it doesn't grow. I will no, bet it you that grow. It, it'll time. be. It, it is not be, going to grow. They yeah. may stay. They may stand. It, it, they may, st- and you know, my gut would say that by the by the midterms, people who are attaching themselves to him, there's going to have been so much. There will have been so much, as Lisa says. There's going to be crim- there're going to be criminal charges somewhere. This guy is going to have. He's fighting for his life. He's going to be, you know, bankrupted. There is no way that his political capital is worth what it was six months ago or even two months ago. I, I, I just don't see it.
0: I, I agree with you that he won't grow, but I think that there is a, a base there that's still going to exist, and, and it's really yeah, interesting. It'll it'll yeah, I don't think it's going away. Uh, Don, do you want to jump in here? Are, um, any thoughts of what you've been hearing? Oh, no, I still can't hear you for some I reason. I think oh,
3: can't
1: come back in for some reason.
0: Oh, let me try this. Hey, hey, yeah, there Jeff. you go. There sure, you really, go. Sure.
1: I'm, I'm going sorry, to have was, to check I'm going to have to check out. Oh, so you Don okay, can take my place in terms of the <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. bandwidth. You going to give it back? Yes. All right. <laughs> you're giving the
1: bandwidth back.
0: All right. Yeah, well, thanks well, so, nice so much. Uh, oh, yeah, it's got it's eight o'clock. Who knew it was so late. Um, yes. thanks Nina. I really appreciate you spending the hour with us. You're terrific. You're and we'll see you soon. Nice to <laughs> meet you again, Nina.
1: <laughs> no, oh. Good to see
0: you, but Don. Bye-bye. Okay, there you go there you go so sorry about that i did yeah, my, my,
4: my quick response to that oh, is i, I think is that your fear your, your your concern is you know trump with the violence and i think there is still the chance for that going forward you know even yes. there's uh news reports out that you know there's uh you know, the next big date for the Q people is March 4th and yeah. and Trump has a hotel in DC and the rates are like way inflated for that night. Cause everybody's coming down to see Trump become president, you know, or whatever's in the plan. And I think there is that, that, that potential for violence, but I definitely agree with Lisa, you know, and Nina that, you know, the further you get away from the presidency, the more his followers and, and power other than that violence factor and the crazy factor. Will, will dissipate right because you know maybe there'll be criminal prosecutions I and mean, he's already losing a lot right he's losing commercial stuff they're looking to him in scotland um you know even when you just look at you know the parlor takes which is a great twitter handle there's two people who are not coming out and saying like what happened everybody was full of shit. none, none of this came The plan didn't so you see you see kind of that stuff happening and that's been falling away and. It doesn't help him not to have the platform of Twitter anymore, right? Because it's a lot of kind of mind control and message control. And without having that messaging, you know, that definitely um, you know takes away from what he's able to do as well. I mean, you you know, just to give you one, I you, know, you want to spin into Fight Back. Um, I'll give you one interesting point. At one point, you know, the Fight Back Foundation was started to combat you know causes against the radical left media or something of the like. It spun into part of its cause was to raise money for Kyle Rittenhouse's defense. The board members were my ex law school classmate and law firm partner John Pierce, and the, the bigger known name was Lynn Wood. And Lynn Wood, from what I understand, um, you know his Twitter following—I'm throwing out rough numbers because I kind of looked at it—was roughly around fifty thousand, I believe, before he started doing the Fight Back at the Rittenhouse thing. He got on the Fight Back at Rittenhouse thing, started really hammering, you know, the the the, the Q message and whatnot, and his 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 followers shot up uh you know exponentially i think i think they were up to you know one point they're up to five hundred thousand another point they were up to one million i don't really know when the points in time were but um you know i would submit you know based on things i've seen Mm -hmm. and what the atlanta uh you know bars asking for that he's he's not all there but you know if he is having you know manic episodes if that's happening you know all of that flow coming from a million followers is feeding that beast and it's helping him get out a message and, you know, kind of control people, which, them being shut down, I think it does. Uh, it does. Do does help at some point to to slow the flow of that kind of yeah. that activity.
0: I, I, I agree with you. I think The fact that they're not on Twitter is important. We're not. We're not seeing what they're saying. I do think they're still communicating. I still think they're out there on parlor and yeah. and you know forums or whatever. And I still think there's a movement uh, that we need to take seriously. And and the most the more we let you know Trump get away with things, the more uh, that movement's going to seem like it uh, can continue to do things with impunity. Lisa, you, one of the thing that you mentioned there about using it as a campaign tool, if this was if we were the Republican Party, I would be uh, right now running campaigns against every senator that might be on the bubble. You know, if there's, you know, 20 senators that might be on the bubble that we could swing over, um, you know, we be running local campaigns against them uh, because that's how the Republicans operate. Very tough campaign saying, you know, you're tied to a murderer or, or an insurrectionist or what have you. Uh, that seems like an interesting strategy built on what you were saying there that could be kind of useful if it can be done in, in a short amount of time.
3: You mean running campaigns against the ones that are on the bubble? And yeah, running a damn side yeah. or
0: the Well, that's what the Republicans do, right? If they don't like what the what, what, what senator is going to vote, they put them under pressure locally right. by running campaigns that say, you know, you're going to be tied to this guy um, come November, or to your vote come November. And, and so, uh, you know, they still. You know, both
3: sides are going to be saying you're going to be tied to your vote, is what yeah. you're saying. It's yeah. just both sides are going to have a very different presentation of what being tied to that vote means. Yes, exactly. And I, I think the damn side kind of prevails there. But it's gonna depend, I think, on how much we tie Trump to crime, to violence, to ending the nation as we know it, to ending democracy. And I think that's what they're gonna do tomorrow. I think that they're gonna really focus on insurrection. What's an insurrection? What does it mean to be a supporter of insurrection against America and tie him very much to that. And I think that if we take those two campaigns, the one that the Republicans are going to run in the primary to trick the guy up and the ones that the Democrats threaten to run in the general in those races to to bring the guy down. I think that if the case is made, against Trump that criminal prosecutions are coming and there's very good likelihood that criminal prosecutions will be commenced by the time those campaigns are happening. That's a big risk. If you're going to be running and you're tied to a guy who is actually being criminally prosecuted, I think the Dems have the better end of that.
0: I agree with you. Um, that's a really interesting argument. I hadn't thought about that at all. So thanks so much, Lisa, for bringing uh, that to the show tonight. I'd love to have you both back on in the near future. We'll have plenty of opportunity, I think, with uh, just this trial, but also as we continue to see uh, uh, what uh, what cases are being brought against Trump and his, his cronies. Um, any last thoughts from you, Don, that you want to share?
4: Well, last thoughts, if I can go off topic for, for a yeah. quick second. The first time I was on your show, uh, the, the only other time, the first time was with Nina and Lincoln's Bible, and we talked about the, um, the, the raising, I think you called it the raising of Kyle Rittenhouse and, and the forces around him. And I, and I think, you know, Nina has left, but I don't think I know. You know, when we went through it, Nina said that she didn't think either one of the lawyers who started out, Linwood or John Pierce, would be around for the trial. Um, and it, as it turns out, Linwood has been gone for quite some time as he turned to election fraud. And according to reports, um, John Pierce was fired uh, on Monday from having any affiliation with the case. So Nina made a, a pretty good call <laughs> there. And I just wanted to give her her props. But, general, the overall thought. Yeah, I wanted to give her, her um, sure thoughts, yeah, <laughs> to give it like a you know, she's i went over pierce to you know, work with him and, and then I, I recall nina saying from what i heard from don's report i don't think those guys will be around to see the trial and she hit the uh, nail on the head um you know i think it was a great conversation here thanks for having me on i i think you know all this comes down to look you can talk about legality talk about presenting the case talk about what the constitution says i mean the republicans have shown they don't care about precedent they don't care about law they don't care about decency right narick yeah. garland couldn't get it mm-hmm. because the president's term was coming up they want to get better in the rules change and they come up with some little nuance. Like, rules don't matter, it's a kangaroo court. I really think that, you know, Lisa makes a good point of, you know, really hammering home the insurrection and, and And I thought that Raskin and the others did a great job today, you know, bringing in a human element of it, decency, because <laughs> you, you, you just got to hope.
3: Like the goose was wonderful.
0: Yeah, the goose
4: was really good Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you, 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 they were all they were great and you just, you just have to hope that like I spoke about earlier, this is not bribing a foreign official. It's not money under the table. It's not doing so, it's like you put people's lives at risk who are your fellow congresspeople, you know, Capitol Police and whatnot. Like it's really it's it's on the lines of murder and attempted murder. And you would hope uh, folks can step up and show a shred of decency and step outside of what they think is best for their political career. And then even as Lisa said, there's different things coming up. Maybe it's not going to be best for their political career if Trump gets criminally prosecuted. So put that into your analysis and say, you know, there's way this, this and that human decency should be able play a huge, huge part of it. And you should do the right thing. Because if not, I mean, there's no, there's really no democracy or order when you're basically sending a lynch mob after men, members of Congress. I mean, you know, one of the, one of the, and I'll stop. But I can get worried was if this wasn't planned, right? You know, it's clear it was planned from your great videos. that have other great videos. How did they show up with a gallows, right? <laughs> like did somebody just go home and pick up like gallows that hang like pens? Like it's, 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 it's absurd. It, it yeah, was planned. It like and, tea monkeys,
3: There's no dehydrated gallows you can put in your pocket
4: and pour it of <laughs> <Gala>. <laughs> right, 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 right.
0: There's a market right. for that somewhere.
3: <laughs> yeah. (laughs) (laughs) apparently in the Republican
0: Party. Exactly. Um, You know, uh, Don, let's leave it at that. I'm going to play that video next. Actually, I'm going to to close out the show tonight. I'm going to play the video that I produced about, uh, you know, the various connections that Donald Trump has to the organizers and the operators that built out uh, the Stop the Steal event, which led to the insurrection. Uh, And you'll recognize all the faces because they're his closest advisors and some of them are members of the GOP. Um, And uh, after that, I'm going to play the first 13 minutes of the Democratic presentation today, which was a brilliant video. Um, explaining exactly what happened on on January the 6th. Uh, it's a must-watch thing. If you haven't seen it, you'll get an opportunity to play to see it right after uh, I play this two-minute short video about Trump's connections. So uh, that's the way we're closing the show tonight. Um, Lisa, we'll hopefully get you back on, and you'll have a longer time with you next time. Thanks so much for joining us.
3: Thank you so much. I, I really enjoyed it.
0: Thanks so much. And thanks, Don, and thanks to all our guests. And thanks for being on Narrative Life tonight. Here's that video.
5: I don't want to overplay the, the facts here, but if someone will study the president's uh, authority in the Insurrection Act and in the, his ability to impose, impose the martial law, President Trump won this election. So everyone who's listening, do not be quiet. Do not be do not be silent about this. We cannot allow this to happen before our very eyes. Philadelphia elections are crooked as a snake. That every time they close the doors and, and shut out the They always find
3: more democratic
1: votes. Trump announced Wednesday he's also pardoning his former national security advisor, Michael Flynn.
3: People out there talking about martial
5: law, it's like it's something that we've never done. We've done, martial law has been instituted 64, 64 times.
4: And we're working uh, closely with Congressman Mo Brooks, closely with Congressman Andy Biggs, Congressman, obviously, Paul Gosar, my great friend.
5: We have to go all the way, and that's what's happening. And you watch what happens over the next couple of weeks. You watch what's going to come out. Watch what's going to be revealed. In the next couple of days, I think we're going to see some extraordinary historical moments. The uh, the truth is going to come out. Donald Trump will continue to be the president of the United States.
6: As I told them twenty years ago, I tell them again. I don't know how this is going to end. But if they want to fight, they better believe they got one. Appreciate you.
2: Appreciate you, appreciate Thank you, you much, man. Mr. Thank you very much. So hopefully we have this today, right? We shall see. We shall see.
6: Father of God, pray for us. Is that what I'm going An actual fighter? <laughs> One of you. Kimberly Humanity. Has it heard to do the right thing? Fight!
5: the steel. Today, I will lay out just some of the evidence proving that we won this election and we won it by a landslide. This was not a close election. And after this, we're going to walk down and I'll be there with you. We're going to walk down. We're going to walk down to the Capitol. Take the Capitol. Take the Capitol. They came in and duffel bags
3: Senate.
7: Off the sidewalk.
6: Sit up for we up for We you a million, million, million out here, dude. Take the money. Money. Take the
5: The Constitution says you have to protect our country and you have to protect our Constitution, and you can't vote on fraud. And fraud breaks up everything, doesn't it? When you catch somebody in a fraud, you're allowed to go by very different rules. So I hope Mike has the courage to do what he has to do. What are you
6: talking <laughs>
5: We fight. We fight like hell. And if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore. So we're going
6: to
7: walk
5: down Pennsylvania Avenue. I love Pennsylvania Avenue. And we're going to the Capitol. And we're going to try and give. give our Republicans... The weak ones, because the strong ones don't need any of our help. We're tr- going to try and give them the kind of pride and boldness that they need to take back our country.
6: Majority
7: Leader, we're debating a step that has never been taken in American history. President Trump claims the election was stolen. The assertions range from specific local allegations to constitutional arguments to sweeping conspiracy theories. But my colleagues, nothing before us proves illegality Anywhere near the massive scale, the massive scale that would have tipped the entire election. My challenge today is not about the good people of Arizona. And it will stand in recess until the call of the chair. We'll pause. We'll protesters are in the in. Thank you.
2: uh, Madam, Mr. Speaker, can I have order in the chamber? The House
7: will be in order. The House will be in order, okay.
6: You need to have 30,000 guns on right, that's true.
5: I know how you feel, but go home and go home in peace.
0: like you support our independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative